I also tell like potential clients and homeowners that too, like they're scared of getting like reckless guests or like the wrong crowd. And I'm like, honestly, it's like what you put into your Airbnb too. Like if you're going to put like a bunch of like, you know, crazy wallpaper and like crazy lights and like whatever, you're probably going to attract like a partier. But if you, you know, put like nice West Elm, whatever, more sophisticated furnishings, that's who you're going to attract at the end of the day. What's up, everybody? My name is Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. STR Nation, want to know how I gained $817,000 in equity in 19 months using none of my own money? Well, if you haven't already heard me talk about boutique hotels, I just recorded an 18-minute case study for my private mastermind group on how I bought a tiny 13-unit hotel in Rockport and more than doubled its value from $2.25 to $5.5 million in 19 months. But instead of keeping this one a secret, I decided to share it with you guys completely free. Just go to www.strsecrets.com hotels to access the case study and promise in just 18 minutes, you'll know why boutique hotels are my favorite STR strategy in 2023. I break down everything from the renovations, the location, the investment, the equity, the financing, and how to take advantage of forced appreciation. So when you have 20 minutes, go to www.strsecrets.com hotels. And now let's get into this week's episode. What's going on, STR Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Shogren, here with my main man and brother from another mother, coming in all the way across the country, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What's up, E? My brother. So good to see you. Yeah, I am sitting in that hotel room in Oakland, California right now. So my background looks a little bit different because of that. No microphone today. So Mike and I were kind of laughing that it's kind of like we're back at the at the old days of... Uh, Actually, the old, old days was us doing a show called Lunch Money, which I don't know a lot of people know about. But Mike and I, that's when we first kind of started talking all things real estate. And then we learned that we also need to be kind of like a little bit more narrow and more concentrated. And we kind of both found our calling and our niche. But yeah, super excited. I'm here to go back to sit in Ayahuasca, which is a plant medicine for those of you that don't know. It's always a very exciting and humbling, humbling kind of time. It comes with some rules and a special diet that you have to follow. And so it's, it's very, it's very interesting, right? Like one of the main things that is always a challenge for me is no coffee. And any of our people know I am a coffee addict, right? Like I am always, yeah, I am, I am always drinking coffees. If you saw me in Nashville, you come to any of our events, I have either a coffee in my hands or I'm on my way to get coffee or I'm handing you my phone being like, hey, do you want to order coffee? So it's been it's been rough, but again, super excited, super grateful. Yeah, man, life is good. How about you? How's the hotel coming along? It's good, man. It's a lot of a lot of moving pieces. And just like, you know, we talked on the boardroom about this earlier. It's just like you just have to go in with the right expectations. Like Again, we were thinking that this thing was going to be open by June, at least for the first phase and all these other things. And then all these other wrinkles come up and most likely that's not going to happen. So I always tell people, you know, build in a healthy contingency. Like if your budget is, I don't know, say the renovation is 100,000, 
budget 150. Like I'd rather have you over budget and come in under than have mm-hmm. you stressing out of your mind to get it over the line and get it operational because stuff just costs more and takes more time and just stuff comes up. So it's just part of the game, but we're excited. I met with a, a brand, a local branding company for the hotel yesterday. Got some good ideas on that. So like really, really excited for that to touch base again with him and just been getting the, um, the health dialed in. I've been good with like sticking to my meal plans and working out. I'm a little sweaty. I just got my leg workout in. And it's funny, E, when we went to 10X, I don't even know if you remember this, but Grant Cardone, Grant Cardone's conference back in 2019, they were giving out these like 10X health water bottles. Yeah. And, and I just saw it in my cabinet. And maybe a month ago, the 10X health guy was on Ryan Panetta's podcast and I was watching it and I was like, I should do that. So I ordered one of their genetic tests and I just got the results back. And uh, it was pretty nuts. It's kind of crazy, like how spot on it is with me and my craziness. So yeah, I'm just just really focusing on dialing in the health because again, if you don't have that, it's like the money is kind of pointless. Mm-hmm. So and we're so blessed now with all the stuff. Like I know you wear your aura ring. Natasha just got one as well, and it's amazing. Like the amount of data and information that you have access to now, it's it's crazy. It's ridiculous. You know? Yeah, and you have, really have no excuse anymore, right? Like it's it's not a thing that it's you know. And again, like you said, bro, like it's once you don't have that, you don't have anything else. So it's I'm glad. So I'm looking forward to seeing you in Nashville and getting some workouts in together. Yeah, dude. hundred percent. hundred percent. And uh, I'm, I'm excited. We're, we're on like a, a lady boss train lately, bringing on some, some badass women on the Hell show. Yeah. So in uh, keeping that, keeping that going today, we've got Mercedes Sanchez on the show and she, we're talking offline, man. I'm, I'm really excited for this because she brings more of a true hospitality background to this, like being professionally trained with some of the best of the best and how she's translated that into her short-term rental business. So she is the founder of MBX Homes, a hospitality forward STR management company. And not only do they specialize in short-term rentals, they also promote their homes for productions and film opportunities. And there's a whole bunch of other good stuff, but I want to hear it directly from her. So Mercedes, welcome to the show. Hi guys, how are you? I am great. Super Thanks excited. I didn't I didn't even know about this this whole uh, production site. So I'm I'm I can't wait. I can't it wait is, for us to get to that. We could talk another three hours about production and film usage, but yes, it is a game changer, especially being in LA, let me tell you. I love it. So let's your background was was really interesting. And I think it it like you said offline, I think it does bring a unique perspective to this industry. So walk us back through your background, and then how you got into short-term rentals. Yeah, so I think everything kind of happens on purpose. I, you know, moved to Las Vegas right before high school, hated the high school I was, like, supposed to go to, right, when they, like, zone you in. And then Vegas has all these cool, like, magnet schools you could, like, pick and choose from. You could apply. I got into a hospitality program. I didn't even know what it was, but I was like, you get to go on these cool field trips in Las Vegas and visit hotels? Like, let's just go for it, right? So my parents like signed me up for it. I loved it. Like I excelled. I'm, you know, top of my class in hospitality. I ended up getting a full ride scholarship to go to UNLV for the hospitality program. And this scholarship is run by like all the top executives in Vegas. So your connections right there, like basically like they train you, they mold you, like you have like off-campus classes, like etiquette classes. It's really like intense graduate UNLV. I get picked up by Four Seasons Resorts. I was there for eight years. And, you know, everyone's story kind of switches when COVID happens. So, of course, get laid off in April. My uncle, I will say, 
kind of started this business or helped me, I should say, he has a bunch of apartments. They were sitting empty during COVID because, you know, everyone kind of moved out of LA. There was no work for anyone if you're, you know, in the industry. And I was like, let's just turn them into Airbnbs. And he was like, no, <laughs> like not doing it. He's old school. He's been a landlord for years. He's like, absolutely no. And I was like, just trust me. Like I had just moved for like a new position within Four Seasons. Like I had all this furniture and storage and I'm like, we're going to put all my furniture in. We're going to deck it out and let's see what happens. Well, let's just say this man is not all full for Airbnb. <laughs> I really love the process of getting it ready, getting it going. I put myself on like Thumbtack, Facebook Market, or not Facebook Marketplace, but, you know, Facebook groups. And just one led to another. And now we're sitting at 33 rentals. I love it. Wow. I love it. I want to ask, because I think this is relevant, because I hear this from a lot of people who may have family members that own a single family or a duplex or apartment buildings. And they're like, they want to approach them, but then they get that pushback again, especially if they've been doing it a long time because it has the stigma, especially from the really? old timer investors. Yeah. How, how did you eventually get them over, over the hump or what were some of their biggest reservations with it? It's kind of like you're the unknown, but I want to hear it from your side. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, he is a landlord. He has multiple properties in this specific one. It's a, apartment complex with like eight units. So one was sitting empty. I mean, it was like months. It was sitting empty. So it was kind of like, let's just gamble. Like, you know what I mean? And he's like, okay, like you're liable basically. Um, but we kind of did it an untraditional way. We did a midterm rental. So we started off with like travel nurses. Mm. So we got like long-term travelers. And I think that was like a really big deal, like during COVID too. Um, but to this day, we really only host like travel nurses and like traveling professionals. And he really enjoys that. And I think the you have to show them the benefits of it. So for him, especially in a, a tenant-friendly community like LA, right, where the tenants have all the rights, he loves that he could go into the unit after two months, three months stay, see what it looks like, do the upgrades, right? Like Versus having a tenant there that they could potentially stay there for five years, paying the same amount of rent they were paying back in like 2010. Mm. That's such a great point. It's such a like point that like you don't really think about because again, like I don't come from a state that is very tenant friendly. Um, right. And it's such a I great, do. yeah, right. So yeah. it's such a great, great point to think about. And so, and obviously, I I would assume also your hospitality background and being picked by the Four Seasons were like, look, that wouldn't hurt. I, yeah, exactly. Like the four season trusted me enough to hire me like this is a this is a one bedroom apartment in LA I think I can handle it and so you went from from that one and so I I assume you knew you knew you could you could do it right but then kind of. I was yeah. like let's just see how I can utilize other property owners and like you know make money off their money it's a different way of arbitrage put it that way yeah I love that and so how did you go from your uncles and you kind of got the confidence there what were the next kind of couple of ones and then when did you reach that kind of hockey uh, stick so thumbtack huge huge fan of thumbtack like i put myself as a property manager on there i put myself as a stager i put myself as like all these different things that we could potentially be that could relate to airbnb and like we kind of took any job for experience, because this is like a whole new industry. Like it's super similar to hotels, but very different at the end of the day. So we took staging jobs on. We took like, honestly, not cleaning jobs, but like people looking for like a cleaning company to handle their Airbnb. We then got on Facebook groups and 
we saw a huge need on the Facebook groups for just like runners, inspectors, like maybe these people didn't want to hire a full company to pay, you know, 20% commission, but they needed like another eye on their Airbnb. So we took on those jobs, you know, charge them 75 bucks an hour. And like, we were just like, money was coming in. And we saw like a huge need for good management companies. At the beginning, we were really just like a takeover company. Like they weren't happy with their current management team because they were like overseas or they were like, you know, too big of a corporation. And I just think in LA, like there's so many special houses that they really needed like that person on the floor doing the job, understanding the house, knowing their landscaper, knowing their housekeeper, you know, knowing the pool guy, like a lot more went into it. That's interesting. I love so, the uh, takeover company. It's a that's really a, that's such an interesting, <laughs> interesting term because I've, we've never, we've never heard that before. Like we're, Dude, I feel like I, a takeover you company. Could, you could, I mean, it would be a hell of a management system, but there's such a need for runners everywhere. Dude, like I hire runners now. Like I <laughs> Uh, like we just hired a new girl for the summer that we're onboarding now and she's going to handle five houses and she's just, you know, gonna make sure things get done. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the margins are, but if you could figure that out, you got a whole nother business right there. Just, just in that little niche within a niche. But, um, I want to dovetail that in. So you got the first one with your uncle and then you started taking some of these odds and ends ones kind of let's walk through to. What does your portfolio look like now? And then I want to talk about your guest experience, which may be a little different than a lot of other operators. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we started taking odd jobs and pretty much the homeowners were like, all right, like we're paying you $75 an hour. Like just do everything. We'll pay you commission. I'm like, yeah. So now we're a full management company. Now we're a co-host. Now we're getting into like, you know, talking to guests and booking and Right now, we're sitting at 32 properties that we fully manage. We still have five properties that are like our OG clients that we only do cleanings for and run our tasks for. But without those five clients, like we wouldn't be who we are today. So those are our special five that we love. So now we're at 32 properties that we fully manage. That's That's amazing. Congratulations. That's awesome. And what time period? Two years. Is that what you're going to ask me? What what sizes? Like, what are the range of sizes? So they range from the one bedroom from your uncle to how how big do you go? So it's large. Uh, So we have a bunch of one bedrooms, obviously. We have a handful of two bedrooms. And then we have um, some four or five bedroom houses that are in LA that, you know, can hold up to like 12 guests, have pools, have game rooms super cool experiences that people come to the city for. And I feel like when, you know, tourists come to LA, like it's kind of a once in a lifetime trip for them. Like it could be multi-general family, you know, multi-generation families coming there and like the kids are there, the grandma's there, everyone's there. So something for everybody. Interesting. And let's talk about that guest experience. Cause like you were saying, I mean, you came from like the four seasons, right? So that's just super high level of customer service and, how did you dovetail that into what you're doing now? I think just attention to detail and like really just understanding why the guest is visiting your property. I mean, don't get me wrong. We always have like the guest was just there for work, right? For four days. And like they could care less what we do. But we have like those special trips that people are spending such good money. Like they're staying six nights at your house. They're paying well over $500 a night. Like 
you should do something nice for them. Because at a hotel, if they're paying $500 a night, you're going to get the concierge service. You're going to get, you know, the complimentary whatever amenities. You're going to have access to different outlets, to food and beverage. You're not necessarily getting that in an Airbnb. And I think they obviously get it. But if they even know that their host cares and understands the reason behind their stay, and if you know that they have little kids, so you throw in like some fruit snacks and you, th- you know what I mean? Like throwing like some small items for the kids, um, you know, happy parents or happy guests. Or even if you know they're going to like a Rams game and you throw in like some Rams gear, or, like put in like some Rams like to-go cups. People love that stuff. And like they're going to book with you when they come back. I love all of that. And now to get a little tactical, how are you getting that information from them? Like what's that process look like? Because I'm thinking how do I systemize yeah. this? How do I scale that? The biggest find out. is, and so many STR operators are like, what? When I tell them, I don't use VAs overseas. And I know it's a huge cost to our business, but we have local assistants who write these guests and ask them like, hey, thanks for booking. Where are you planning on going? Do you want any recommendations? Like, what concert are you going to? Like, you know, at this forum this weekend. Oh, like, that's so awesome. Like, we literally talk to our guests. And then we you just find out like little information. I mean, we've had people even come for like, unfortunately, funerals and like we'll throw a bouquet in there and just like apologize like for their loss. And it just makes a big difference. See, that's I, I'm so glad that we're talking about this today because we're from this side, the STR side, we tend to focus on systems and automation and reducing overhead and all these things. And then what I realized after we did the first hotel with the cove is I tried to do it that way and it wasn't working. So then we brought on staff and we had to do a lot of those things, not to that level. So I want to like push them this year to do more of that, but it works because you can charge a premium for better service. Exactly. Just people like I'm cool with that. Like I will gladly pay a premium to treat me like a VIP. Like, and it sounds bougie to say, but like, I don't care. Like I will gladly pay an extra 50, a hundred bucks a night, whatever it is for that kind of treatment for somebody to like reach out and then have, I'm a coffee snob too. Like E, I'm like, have the espresso beans that I like there with like an espresso machine. Like those little, like just, if you could figure out a way to do those little things, dude, nobody, 99% of hosts on Airbnb are not doing that. Well, people pay for convenience. Like, I think that's a no brainer. We all love Uber Eats. We all love DoorDash. Like we all pay for convenience. And I think people will pay more even on their vacation for convenience. And I mean, that could correlate too to like pay, you know, a half day rate for like an early check-in. Like that's all the same thing. It's just how you go about it. And I also translate that to my clients, the homeowners, right? So we work directly with the homeowners. So sometimes, you know, they say like, okay, well, I could get another management company for 10%. And I'm like, you can, but we're providing something so different. And, you know, after like six months, eight months, a year goes on and they see they get repeat customers and their reviews are like, top-notch like they understand why they're paying our percentage yeah you know what you pay for yeah so yeah i feel like i cut you off before did you have something else you want to go down no you went you went exactly where i was going in terms of like systematize and understand and it's funny because like i think having a great va overseas can be a huge value add to your business but i also realized for example when dealing with so we get a lot of calls and obviously on the calls, when they come in, myself handling those calls, I have a way of relating to people and a way of explaining things and a way of understanding location, areas, what they're doing, what they're looking for, that is so much superior 
to my VAs just based on the fact that like they don't know our talent. I know. The way that we know it, right? And so there is this way of like, especially like my biggest client is the Ever Tennis Academy that is right next door to me. And to me, that's such an easy conversation, easy sale because fast, like go back six, holy shit, 16, 17 years ago, we were an Ever family that immigrated from Italy for my little sister to play tennis. So when I'm talking to a customer that's coming to Ever to play tennis, I can relate to them and I can understand their worries. And if I'm talking to the husband, I'm like, we can put your wife on the second floor. She's going to feel safer. She can open the front door and watch her, your daughter just walk across the street and have a perfect understanding. And you immediately kind of feel all their objection, all their worries about, and then whatever price you kind of tell them, they're like, yeah, no, that sounds great. Right. Right. And so that's very hard to teach to VAs overseas. It is. And to me, like as an operator, I'm not trying to spend 10 hours teaching them about LA. <laughs> like I just, I can't. <laughs> so for me, I'd rather pay a premium hourly for somebody who understands who I can know who can like communicate this in like a well-mannered way mm-hmm. to me. No brainer. Yeah. That's interesting. That's, that's an interesting. So how many, how many staff do you have and how are you, I want to kind of peel back the hood a little bit to see like how your org structure is set up. Yeah. So I think this year, um, my main focus is to peel back a little bit. Uh, cause you know, it is, my baby. It's really hard. Um, I'm a good delegator, but like I'm still like involved. So this is the year of me really delegating and really restructuring that organizational chart. So it's myself. My boyfriend plays a huge part in like marketing. He's a photographer. He takes all the photos. He's so like so tech savvy. So he does all like the tech and like marketing stuff. Then we have two VAs. Then we have, well, not virtual, but they are virtual. We have a social media person who we get so many inquiries on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook. So she handles all of that and filters it through. We have a cleaning manager who his job is to strictly just talk to the cleaners. Like that right there took away. Like I got back 15 hours of my week easily. Mm-hmm. That's his job. And then we have about 12 cleaners, two handymen, and that's it. We run around. <laughs> that's it. Are they <laughs> Like it's just yeah, it's all the time. Twenty-five people deep. She's like, yeah, that's 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 it. I know. Oh, and then now we have three more runners for the summer because it's so busy for spring and summer. Are these all ten ninety nine contractors? Yeah. Or is anybody W two? Okay. Well, I'm W two, but everyone else is ten ninety nine. Yeah. yeah, and that's that could change. Cool. You never know. Yeah, right? I have. I have. I've got a bunch for one of the hotels, but like just for SDRs, it's just two. W2. Right. I think for hotels, I guess. You have more money, like steady revenue coming in. So you kind of like predict that payroll. Yeah. And I just have economies of scale now. So like I'm like, we've got a, we just hired a full-time like property, like maintenance person that like floats between the property. You know what I mean? Like just, but I think it, it definitely makes sense the way that you have it set up. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. My VAs are really good. Like really good. Like, um, awesome. Like that right there. They're, they're lights out. I'm not going to lie. But I also do love having the convenience of local boots on the ground at the hotels yes. that can give that extra level of if somebody needs something, yes, we can walk them through it on the phone. But the fact that I have somebody there that can run over to the room, handle it, grab some wine from our stock, grab some whatever from our stock, some chocolates, whatever it is, mend over that situation goes so far. And obviously you need the revenue to to support that team, but it's just such a weight lifted. 
And then you're, again, more just in the quarterback role of managing all the different people. Yeah, so that's definitely my role right now. I'm definitely like the quarterback, but hopefully removing myself so we could grow more. That's the only way. So I'm kind of yeah. you know, taking your advice, Michael. I'm in that investor mind state right now. <laughs> Mindset. <laughs> Good. Good. I love it. I love awesome. it. So um, go ahead, E. Were you going to ask her about the, the, the tech, the locations, shoots? Filming. Nope. Nope. Yeah, filming. Yeah, that's where I was going to go. So I wanted to just kind of pivot this completely. And again, I think there is just a few kind of kind of markets that, that could work in. I know like Atlanta would be one of those markets. There's right. a huge movie industry in Atlanta. And I know we have a couple of followers in Atlanta. Shout out to Ruben. He's one of our OG, OG our listeners. Ruben, but, I'm about to give you yeah. some secret song. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So walk us through... One, what does that look like? Two, how how you got into it? So who did you talk to? Is there a specific website you go on to like make your places available? Walk us through that. So there's obviously Peerspace and Gigster are like the two big platforms. They're like the Airbnb for booking production spaces. Um, and to be honest, I was really, when I started my business, I was really trying to find like a way to like make us different and make clients want to sign a contract with us, right? And I was like, the only way we're going to be different is, yeah, one, we have our human touch. Like, we love AI and everything, but, like, we need that human touch still. And two, we should be marketing these properties, like, across all platforms. Like, more visibility is key. So we decided to throw in a film production component with these rentals. And that kind of goes into events, too, but not so much. So we got on Peerspace Gigster, and certain properties do so well on these platforms. Like certain properties just get booked more than Airbnb, to be quite honest. Like, and it's an hourly rate. So we were booking, sometimes double booking. We were booking photo shoots for three hours at 85 bucks an hour, flipping it, you know, cleaning like high touch surface areas, bathroom, whatever, flipping it for a check in the next, the next same day at 4 p.m. So our owners were like, yeah, like let's do it. This is a note where we're making two nightly rates in one day at this point. Mm-hmm. Then we started realizing we're in LA. Like, how do we get in touch with like, these huge like scouts, like location scouts? So we just did our research. Like, we literally started Googling. We started connecting with them, like on Instagram, just like all over the place. And then those are like a little bit different, though. So it's more like you just kind of submit your portfolio when the scout needs a specific house that has a craftsman style or whatever, like a very specific niche. They reach out to you. You set up a scout. You know, we send a representative, not myself, someone from my team. Do the scout with them. They book. And when they book, they book. Like, it's not often, but we're talking like $3,000, $8,000 a day. And so they book like, for a couple of – so those those people typically book because, Mike, this could be great for your big house in Orlando. That would be interesting to yeah. see. Um, but do they book for – in your experience, is it typically like – a one day book it so they just try to to do all the scenes in a single day or do they take it for three four five days so they get a couple of days in and out and do so they the, sleep there or do they just no. use it for so they're just in during the day and out at night yeah and like they'll obviously like leave their equipment typically they'll leave their equipment uh we have a few properties that are gated so like they'll like leave their truck there so for them like they're not paying parking permits they're not paying garage so they mm-hmm. just leave the truck there with all the equipment there overnight. I mean, these are like big productions, right? So typically it's like one day setup. 
or measurements, whatever. Second day load in, third day's film, maybe two days of film, fourth, fifth day is breakdown. And that's it. I just found one E on that. I'd never heard of Gigster. I've heard of Pure Space. Oh, I love Gigster. We are like buddies with Gigster. We book a lot. And those are like smaller ones, like by the hour, 85 bucks an hour. We have a house. In my community, there's one in there, E, for 500 bucks an hour for a nine bed. Why not? Damn. We got to throw that up there. An the hour. Bad thing about these, this is the only downfall is we can't put it on our software, like on our messaging. Yeah. Software. Uh, so you can block it. Yeah, I get that. Like I the flag big those thing. emails from Pure Space though, because I still get inquiries on Pure Space. Like we'll rent out the club room from the Cove in the off season, and I think I've done two bookings just because I'm like, eh, whatever. But occasionally we'll take one. Yeah, but that's the only thing. Like we really can't streamline it just yet hopefully soon we'll we'll see hmm. Hmm. but it's definitely worth I love it, it. Man, I, I have selfishly so many questions on that but i want to keep us more focused here yeah. from your standpoint now you've got a, a few different avatars what is your goal and direction for 2023 and going forward for for your company and what types of properties and guests are you trying to attract right now i think we're attracting the right guest we're we're already attracting like that maybe like I don't know, like they're paying like a higher tier, right? Like maybe not like the luxury tier. Like we're definitely not doing like the luxury, like $2,000 a night houses in LA, but we're definitely doing like upper to mid scale level, like $500 a night, right? So I love that. I kind of love like the normal person (laughs) booking our house, like whatever. But I think in 2023, besides, you know, releasing some duties, I'm looking at like managing some of like those motels by the stadiums so i don't know if you know anything about mm. la the stadium was built in inglewood inglewood obviously is getting gentrified and there's so many motels that i drive by and i'm like i'm gonna take over that motel <laughs> and make them a lot of money so that is our next step is creating a business plan and seeing how we could get our foot in the door and going back to your roots yeah your hospitality roots yeah yeah i, I love that and so I buy them on creative financing. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I need to do so much research on <laughs> Well, we have, we have a great group that you can join if you want to talk about that. But so we have a lot of people that are going in that uh, direction, right? And so I'm curious to know with your hospitality kind of background, what are some of the ways that you look at a property that may be unique to you due to the fact that you have such an extended hospitality background through school and and the four seasons so when you look at those like you drove by a motel why would you choose motel a versus motel b so what are some of those things that you're like oh this is this is this is the sauce i think location i mean like just of any like property you're in a purchase right or Mm -hmm. you want that location to be a one to whatever you're doing so here specifically in the city of Inglewood, we have the Ram Stadium, SoFi mm-hmm. Stadium, and right next to it is the Forum, what's now called the Kia Forum. And they have, like, the biggest concerts. Like, that's, like, I think it holds more than Crypto Arena, which was one Staples Center. So those two arenas bring in so many tourists to the city. And I there's no housing there. Like, for the Super Bowl, LA, like, the city of Inglewood, like anybody could put their house at Airbnb because there wasn't enough lodging. 
Like they built these awesome stadiums, but like the infrastructure wasn't there yet. So, but now mm -hmm. that like Super Bowl was not here, obviously this year, now you need a permit. You have to like go through all the things, the city, whatever. But if these motels were like four star, like it could be boutique, like you could have like all like the cool Instagram type of like murals. You could be like super nice looking, but they could just make a killer. Like right now, like we go online and we see these motels, they're like 49 bucks a night. And like, obviously they're not attracting the clientele that's going to these games or these concerts. These people are booking Airbnbs. But if they could book a one bedroom room at this motel walking distance, that's cute. It's clean. It's safe. There's 24 hour security. Like why wouldn't they? So for me, it's all about the location because parking is horrible there. <laughs> Like when we go to football games, like it's crazy. It's like 80 bucks to park. And tourists don't even realize that when they come in. I love it. I the love location it. is everything. That's it. Location, 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 right? We could <laughs> fix the lux. We could fix the aesthetic. We could fix anything about the house or about the structure. It's this location, like that piece of land, once you have it, you have it. I'm curious from your standpoint, and I don't know how involved you were on the were you involved at all on the revenue management side of the hotels? I actually ended my career in sales, so yes. Okay. For like pricing and stuff like that? So we worked work directly with our revenue manager, but yeah, so like we would, you know, discuss rates and understand that's another thing as well that we do in our business. Like, yeah, we love Price Labs, but Price Labs doesn't know that there's an awesome playoff game happening and we got to up that rate. Like, you know what I mean? You just never know. So that's another thing. You have to know how to price and you have to know what's mm -hmm. going on. I think that's one of the things that most folks and even myself didn't realize, like, and to, like you kind of set it and forget it with the price labs. And then the more you scale, you're, you're analyzing more KPIs, more numbers. And you're like, there's so much more juice on this squeeze. If I just spend a little more time. So like now Matt, who's my pretty much my right hand man and runs our portfolio. Like I'm offloading so much more of the maintenance and the coordination to the rest of the team and He's just spending so much more of his time really dialing in revenue management strategies That would the be, entire portfolio. That would be somebody I would love to have on my team. Like if I would hire like the next person, it would be someone to literally just focus on the revenue side of it and like flex those prices as often as possible. I mean, we're doing it well, but like you could always improve that. Yeah, 100%. And because that's that, one thing that's, that we're... yeah. And a scale, right? Because that's that's the thing. It's just like once you start realizing a scale on a 67 key hotel, adding, you know, like 5, 10, 15% extra bookings a month at the bottom line at the end of the year, you know, I mean, like that's some difference between making, you know, mm -hmm. a couple hundred thousand more to like Definitely. seriously making more money. And a good revenue manager for me is such a like important role because it really kind of pays for itself it's one of those jobs that it's very linear right it's just like increase revenue and then you're like great you got to here now this, you offset your salary and then everything else that you make on top of this is just it's just cake yeah exactly absolutely i mean it's just so crazy um like one time i don't know what was happening in the city but price lapse it was a one bedroom condo super nice condo like luxury like everything inside the condo is luxury the building's luxury like it usually goes for like two fifty a night on weekends. Price lab was like one ninety. We put it on for seven hundred fifty dollars, and we got booked for one night. And it's because the hotels near us, the hotels around that area, were going for nine hundred dollars a night. 
that's yep. another thing. You have to look to see like what the hotels are like pricing that too. Yeah, because they have their shit. An Airbnb. Dialed in. Yeah. You have, you know, so much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for those of you that are a little more seasoned and you're like scaling it up, like really, I don't think it's my first lever that I would pull for like optimizing. I think the first one is like, you just got to have good inventory. And like yeah. you talked about it subtly that you have good inventory and I'm sure they're designed well, and they're furnished well, and they're photographed well. Well, we tell like, them. We're like, that's why. Like I tell my owner straight up. I'm like, this is like not going to work. Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah. so much competition. Like there's so much competition. And yeah, yeah. you have to photograph well. Everything has to like people mm-hmm. book off looks. Yeah. Everybody's yeah, we're very shallow right now about all these. They don't even care. Like <laughs> it's literally, it looks nice. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. And there's a lot of chatter online right now and all these webinars and all these different things about all these fancy pricing strategies. But if your property looks like shit, I don't care how fancy your pricing strategy is. You're not going to get booked, dude. Like mm-hmm. the property sells itself and then you can tweak your pricing. But if the property looks like shit, you're focusing on the wrong thing. You've yeah. got to fix the property first and yeah. then focus on your pricing. And you have to like spend some money to make money, to be quite honest. Like I also tell like, potential clients and homeowners that too like they're scared of getting like reckless guests or like the wrong crowd and like honestly it's like what you put into your airbnb too like if you're gonna put like a bunch of like you know crazy wallpaper and like crazy lights and like whatever you're probably gonna attract like a partier but if you you know put like nice west elm whatever more sophisticated furnishings that's who you're gonna attract at the end of the day yep 100 percent, 100 percent. so this was this was Super fascinating, and I could yeah, yeah. I feel like we could just keep rabbit holes selfishly. Yeah, for so, sure. But I want to be respectful of your time. So, but before we get into the last question, where can folks learn more about you and MBX properties and all the good stuff that you got going on right now? So Instagram for sure, MBX Homes. We love TikTok, also MBX Homes. Feel free to DM us. We will love to talk to you. You could also find our email right there as well. Awesome, awesome. Well, the last question that we ask all of our guests is what is your number one secret to success with short-term rentals? Oh my God. I feel like I have a lot of secrets. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, my number one secret is honestly, I just tell my clients like you have to have one thing in your house that nobody else has in their normal house. So like when you go on vacation, mm. like you have an espresso machine and you're like, well, I've always wanted one, but this house has an espresso machine. Like, let's do it. I have a house with a really fancy toaster, Revolution toaster. People talk about it. You know, people love like that one thing. Probably going to go buy it. I mean, who knows? Or people even ask us like, you know, where do you get your linens? Like spend money. Spend money and the money will come back for sure. Love it. Love it. Well, Mercedes, so great meeting you and connecting with you. And uh, thank you for coming on here and sharing all of your your wisdom with us. And uh, for all the listeners out there, hope you guys took some notes. If not, I would go back and... Hopefully when you're not driving, take some good notes and ask yourself, how can I implement some more of these like strategies to give a better experience to attract higher guests to increase my revenue and charge a premium for my properties and stop mm-hmm. trying to race to the bottom and play that Walmart, Amazon game. Yeah. Go don't, for the premium product. don't do Ikea. Mm-hmm. Like don't do it. <laughs> Everyone love, has it. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you everybody. We'll see you guys next week. Ciao guys. Hey, STR Nation, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes, and we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. 
And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.